Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. This is the Lisa Dent Show. They call him the twit in chief. Is that what they call him? David Gunkel is the professor of communication at NIU. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about Elon Musk. Is there any chance you were on Twitter today and you saw that people have oh, started to trend where they're renaming Twitter? Have you seen that, David? I've seen that. I've been following it rather carefully and uh, closely since uh, Elon took uh, power, let's say. <laughs> um, my favorite is, and it seems to be trending, is they put the SH <laughs> And they take yeah. away the TW. And I think that's the viewpoint of many people when it comes to Twitter right now, especially what happened over the weekend. Is it true after Lee- Elon Musk took over Twitter on Friday, the use of the N-word increased by 500 percent? Or is that just a myth? No, that seems to be the statistic uh, that uh, has been reported. And it seems to be absolutely true. Um, I can't speak for my own experience of it, but I've had students uh, report to me that they have, in fact, seen this uh, explode uh, over the weekend. So it does seem uh, to be an accurate uh, portrayal of uh, the current state of things. The big question is, can he make the math work? Did he overpay for Twitter? It's a really good question. And, you know, his commitment to making this a free speech platform uh, with very little restrictions has made a number of advertisers a little uncomfortable and a little skittish uh, with regards to continuing their activity with Twitter. And uh, if he loses advertisers, uh, that's their main revenue. Uh, It may be difficult to uh, justify the purchase. And some big advertising agencies were suggesting to their clients that maybe they want to hold back to see what happens. Because if you do have a platform where the use of the N-word increases by 500 percent in 24 to 48 hours, that's certainly not where you want your brand advertised. Correct. And you can see already that uh, Elon Musk has uh, sort of responded to that uh, concern by issuing a Dear Twitter Advertisers tweet that came out a few days ago in which he tried to, uh, you know, dampen the flames of this uh, potential uh, conflagration that's breaking out. But uh, there are a lot of advertisers and a lot of agencies that are taking a wait-and-see approach uh, because they're not quite sure the direction the company is going to be taking uh, after his takeover. David Gunkel is a professor of communication at NIU. He's on the Lisa Dent Show. We're talking about Twitter and Elon Musk. I saw a tweet today, and it made me smile. Somebody tweeted, $220 billion man who just fired 3,700 Americans needs your $8 to turn a profit. Can you spare the price of one cup of coffee to help a billionaire sell your free speech back? What is the thought process of charging people eight bucks for a blue check when the blue check was there to indicate that it really is you, especially if you're a public official? Correct. Uh, There's a great deal of debate around uh, the pricing of this blue check, but also there already was a great deal of debate about who got it and who didn't get it, because there seemed to be some politics involved in even uh, the assignment of the blue check prior to Elon Musk taking control of the company. But now putting an $8 price tag on it, I've seen some users say, yeah, that's reasonable. I'll pay that. But not everyone can pay that. And we're talking about a global platform and $8 here is a much higher price elsewhere in the world where the exchange rate is different. 
And it is questionable whether you can have a platform that is free speech when you're charging people for the opportunity to participate. And it's always a game because Elon Musk came out and said it, it would be $20 that was leaked. And then he comes back with eight, like somehow we're getting a deal. Yeah, I think that probably was the strategy all along. Start high and let people complain a bit and then bring it down to a level that would be seemingly more acceptable to a wider range of users. But it's still a big change in the platform, and you have seen a great deal of pushback. He did come out and tweet that Twitter will not allow anyone who is deplatformed for violating Twitter rules back on the platform until we have a clear process for doing so, which will take at least a few more weeks, indicating that prior to the midterms, he's not going to allow Kanye, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Donald Trump, any of those people back on. So I'd like to think it's because of his respect for the midterm election process, but I think it has more to do with internal company process in that they need to rewrite their terms of service uh, in order to bring them into compliance with whatever practices they want to institute. And that's going to take some time for them to roll out and make available uh, for people to click agree uh, on these new terms. So, Professor Gunkel is somebody who has studied this, looked at it, followed it very closely. What's your takeaway? What can we look forward to when it comes to Twitter? Well, I'd say for anything like Twitter, any social media platform, I think we have to be really honest and uh, direct about how we understand what these things are. None of these are a public square, even though uh, Elon Musk has said he wants to create this global public square for people to have the free exchange of ideas. These are all private companies. So when you're on a social media platform, it's more like a company town where somebody holds all the power and we are there at their behest. So it's an asymmetrical relationship. It is not public. And for us to have the expectation of the kinds of free speech that we have in our public environments for a privately owned platform like Twitter, I think is an expectation that is misguided. And Professor, can I make a confession to you? Yes. I've been on Twitter more since Elon Musk bought it than I was prior. Have you? Uh, My activity on Twitter hasn't changed um, because I really want to see how this shakes out and how it evolves. Uh, If anything, it's a real good teachable moment for students and how free speech on digital platforms is evolving. And I think there's a lot to be learned in the process, however it turns out. Yeah, I've just been intrigued by what is happening. So that brought me to the platform more often than what I have in the past. Thank you for joining us on the Lisa Dent Show. Sure. Uh, Coming up next, we'll talk to a data scientist at Decision Desk headquarters. The poll says most Americans trust accuracy of election results. We don't trust what's on social media, but hopefully we do trust this. We'll see what those numbers are and what drives them and where it breaks down when it comes to political affiliation. But first, a check on weather and traffic with Mary Vandeveld.